This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, July 17, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. The U.S. House has passed measures cutting billions of dollars in subsidies to student lenders. The House would prefer those funds go to beef up other education subsidy programs, all under the guise of making college more affordable. So what is the likely impact on the cost of college tuition? Neil McCluskey, a policy analyst for the Cato Institute's Center on Educational Freedom, responds. Are there any particular benefits or problems associated with shifting subsidies from lenders to students? Well, first of all, it's good that they've cut subsidies to lenders. You know, anytime that there's you know, less taxpayer money going to somebody against taxpayers' will is good. The problem is that they've taken that money and directed it all towards students, not only towards students, but they've skewed it largely to student loans, which disproportionately help middle-income and even upper-income kids. And so what that's going to do is continue to drive tuition levels up, because basically, as long as the government enables people to pay higher tuition, the schools are going to charge it, because schools, like everybody else, wants to get as much money as they can. So this law is not going to do anything to really make college more affordable. Like they said, it's not going to help taxpayers who won't get any of the money back, but it'll help politicians who will be able to say to lots of middle-class voters, look, I helped you out by giving you more government aid. There is a plan on Capitol Hill floating around that would dramatically increase the maximum Pell Grant, which predominantly is supposed to support middle-income and lower-income college students. Well, the Senate has a version of this bill, not the same name, but it's student aid-oriented that would do more to focus money on Pell Grants. But the amount that the House is talking about adding to Pell Grants, well, it's more than they're getting now. It's not nearly as politically important or as potent as what they'll do with student loans, among other things, cutting the interest rate on student loans in half. And so that's really their focus, is taking the money they've saved from lenders and largely redirecting it toward the loans. The Senate will do it a little differently, more toward Pell Grants, and the President wanted more toward Pell Grants. And the other thing is, even Pell Grants, though, have a the effect of driving up tuition because again you can get more people to pay more on average and Pell Grants are still money taken from taxpayers that unlike loans taxpayers will never even get back so this adding it to Pell Grants is hardly ideal. What types of behaviors among universities is often compelled in the sort of implicit agreement to accept these kinds of funds? Well there's a lot as soon as a college accepts Any student who has any kind of federal aid, they have to follow every federal rule and regulation, and that deals with, you know, the biggest areas are on equal opportunity hiring and and, um, all sorts of things like that. And within student aid, there is a huge number of regulations, a huge uh, pile of regulations that schools have to comply with. And there's talk right now, in fact, at the Department of Education of rewriting regulations so that any school that accepts government money will ultimately have to potentially give a standardized test to all freshmen and then to all seniors to see what they're learning. So you could, this is sort of the gateway to potentially federal control of all our colleges and universities. Do members of Congress understand the sort of inflationary pressure that this kinds of subsidies create? 
Well, you, you'll rarely get a congressperson to say that they believe that. They, they'll say often that it could be part of it, but then they usually blame states have cut their aid for public colleges and things like that. If you look at the numbers, isn't true in dollar amounts. As a percentage, they've cut it because they have so many other revenue sources. So the congresspeople will say, well, it's, it could be a problem, but what's really important is we make college more affordable, and we don't really know that that's a problem. I think the reality is they all or most of them, one would hope, understand basic economics, which is, first of all, if you increase the demand for something, unless supply rises at the same rate, prices will go up. And colleges have not been adding seats at nearly the rate increase that applications have gone up. And they must also understand basic economics and just basic human motivation that colleges, when they see kids can pay more for college, will charge more. And they can get away with charging more because most of the money that is enabling kids to pay more isn't coming out of the the students' wallets, not even coming out of the parents' wallets. Most of it's coming out of third parties, otherwise known as taxpayers. And so they realize, they must realize that this drives tuition, but what's important to them is to get elected. And the way to get elected is you appeal to lots of middle class and upper middle class voters and say, I'm going to help you afford college. And you get colleges on your side who want the money and let you speak at graduation. Neil McCluskey is a policy analyst for the Cato Institute's Center on Educational Freedom. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. If you'd like to support the work of the Cato Institute with a donation, please visit our website at cato.org.